Right, let's go then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the wonderful World of Football Shirts. I am Richard Critchlow, and with me is Mark Stern. Say hello, Mark. Hello. How are you, Richard? How's your week been? Uh, good. Good, 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 good. Good, good. I feel like it's been forever since I saw you. It was only last week, but I've just accrued so much information to talk to you about that... I feel like it's been so long. Yeah, it's also a bit. Um, we're a bit. We're a bit discombobulated this week, aren't we? Because we're recording on a Tuesday this week, whereas we normally record on a Sunday. So yeah. you know, already we're a bit out of sync. I feel like a bit like a professional footballer when they have a game get cancelled, like the day of the game. I remember when England team were supposed to play someone and then it rained heavily and the game got postponed and they were all like really high and I was like full of energy for Sunday and then it was like oh no we can't do it so I was like oh I was at a loss and next <laughs> Tuesday you're right but how are you I'm good yeah I'm good uh not much to report on over the weekend I did a bit of football a yeah. bit of football um which was good um over here in Germany I played with a with a with a company called Matchbase who um who organize football matches basically of course we can't play at the moment um because of the old covid situation but um but yeah we the, some of the session directors got together for a little kickabout and a photo shoot on 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 Sunday so it was amazing to kick a ball about honestly it was amazing and it was only i mean we were there only there for a couple of hours and it was you know a few little drills and stuff like a bit of a training session really but i was pretty tired afterwards having not played a proper game for so long like after on monday morning i was a bit i was a bit knackered oh well that must be so nice and as soon as we see these photos and videos we want to share them because everyone's got to see the skills that you've got i think it's incredible what you're doing as well right you're just joining this company and you're going to help take sessions and everything like that exactly yeah i run uh one one session a week um it's great it's good fun nice way to meet people kind of like-minded um like-minded people who just want to play football really that's all we want to do um so yeah i'm sure there'll be some lovely pictures that come out that one of the photographers actually was a photographer who works for union berlin here um so proper professional uh professional oh, nice. photographer yeah really cool and there's me just with my phone taking pictures um two things really quickly uh say union berlin again union berlin cool and that's how you say it in germany that's how they say it there you go, Reese. There's your answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> Was there, did we have a did we have a question from a my, audience my member? My friend, yeah, yeah. My friend Reese, who has uh, messaged in a few times, questioned the way that you said Union Berlin, and ah. I forgot about it. And now you said it again. I remembered. So there you go. Okay. Um, a little bit of feedback from uh, a listener as well. Uh, you and I know Tommy. Yeah, uh, we know Tommy. Yeah massive Leeds fan uh, doesn't stop banging on about it uh he said that we need some jingles ah 
So okay, well, I, I feel does he like... want to throw his hat in the ring to make some for us? Or well, I'm thinking we should just put this out to everybody who listens. Anybody who's listening, just if if you've got any ideas for jingles, we've got what have we got? What different segments we've got? We've got the Mark's football shirt spotted in Berlin. We've got yeah. uh, non football related shirts. We've got football shirts on TV. Football shirts on TV and film. Yep. So there's at least three. What about We've some got little... going into going into our you know our shirts. That's a segment shirts oh, yeah. of the week. Shirts of the week. Yep. Yeah. So there you, there you go. There's there's a little challenge for you all, uh, dear listeners. If you want to have a little go, then please do. And uh, we don't want to email us or tweet us <laughs> at, at shirtspod or wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com. Um, we've got quite a few little things to get through before uh, our kind of, well, let's just say, right, today we've got a really special episode. Um, we have got an interview. Well, it's not really an interview. It's a chat with um, the makers of Kit and Bone, who um, are a, uh, well, do you know what? He describes it best, so I'm not going to go into that right now. But this is something that I've been looking forward to and is really exciting. So uh, that's going to come up in a bit. But um, before it does, Mark, you got anything for me today? Yeah, well, there's a, a packed agenda, really. I think we should start with the um, with the AC Milan shirt, because I know we talked about that in last week's episode, or we talked specifically about Juventus and the stars on the kit. And it was really interesting that this came up this week, because there was a photo that surfaced of Joe Jordan wearing an old Inter Milan... Uh, it's God, I'll get killed for that. Wearing an old AC Milan shirt. And there are two things that are great about this um, about this picture. Firstly, is that obviously it's got it hasn't got the Inter Milan logo as such. It's got the star, and it's just timely that we were talking about last week. You, you said the, Inter Milan again. Did I say it again? Yeah. Oh, well. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, if I say it again, then uh, I don't Style, really know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. So, yeah, it's got the star, which is great, but it's got one other thing that's quite interesting. Well, well, you sent it to me. Why don't you explain? Oh, I have to explain it to you first. Um, again, uh, our biggest fan of the show, my mother, um, was really fascinated by the Atletico Bilbao shirt from the previous episode. And she then also sent me this picture, which is Joe Jordan wearing in ac milan shirt and the reason why it's so funny is because it kind of goes back to um a few episodes when we were thinking about rude 11 football team names and uh ac milan are sponsored by poo <laughs> it says it says poo jeans but uh, uh that is it's just great it's so good like that's just brilliant like who who's what is poo jeans like what's that all about i love it so much yeah it's wonderful isn't it <sighs> poo jeans joe jordan and his poo jeans <laughs> oh i tell you what whilst we're on that uh, whilst i'm thinking about footballers wearing football shirts another jingle could be um footballers wearing retro shirts yes yeah that's actually an interesting one because we talked about the um 
we talked quite recently about Jaden Sancho, didn't we, wearing the old Dortmund shirt? And then lo and behold, last week they came out with a remake of that shirt. Yep. Which is uh, also quite quite funny. Um, did you, you see that? Touch... Did you, what did you... Oh, I like that shirt a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a I nice really one. I like that shirt. Um, yeah, so um, what happened this week is that uh, the company Score Draw, who are, at least in the UK, incredibly popular and famous for remaking retro football shirts. And the differences are, is that they do not have the kit manufacturer logo on them. So um, you might get old England shirts and the Umbro won't be there or, you know, old Manchester United shirts and the Adidas won't be there because they will have gone and remade the shirt from scratch, but used as much of um, the retro shirt as possible. And this week, uh, Score Draw have released a load of England shirts and they got current England players to wear some of the shirts. Um, my favourite one is Jesse Lingard, who is hot property right now, wearing a, um, I think it's the 1990 uh, red away shirt. Yeah. And what I quite like about it is the fact that it still looks quite baggy on him. So it's kind of maintain that kind of retro fit about it. Yeah. That was the good side. The bad <laughs> side um, was the fact that they've also released this shirt, uh, which is an amalgamation of all of the 90s England shirts put together. So it's split into... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it, Mark. It's kind of blue and white and red and bits of shirt put together. <laughs> it's sort of like Frankenstein's monster a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's kind of interesting um, the way they've done it. First and foremost, it's like pretty horrific to look at. Um, but I guess all three of the like. The, all three of the shirts in their own right are kind of classics. You've got like the third the third shirt, which is the kind of blue. Um, it's pretty iconic. Like they're all pretty iconic designs. But yeah. the thing that immediately sticks out to me is obviously they're not able to use Umbro as the um, Umbro hasn't made this shirt. Score Draw have made this shirt. Yeah. But the way that they've designed it, maybe this is just totally by mistake. Doesn't it look like the Umbro logo? The way that the shirt is. A, sort of positioned yep um in this sort of like chevron design maybe that was just totally by like fluke or um but yeah that was the first thing that that sprang that sprung to my mind um yeah i actually didn't realize that because this is this is calvert lewin isn't it in the in that shirt yeah um it took me quite a long time to realize that they were all players and i actually only realized that after i saw the lingard one um I'm guessing they're pretty good, like quality. I'm guessing they feel it almost exactly like the the shirts. It's just that it's not official, right? Uh, yes, I would imagine so. Uh, I have a score draw shirt, which is a Wolves. I think it's a 1980s FA Cup final shirt, hmm. um, and I will soon be receiving a new one. Uh, I yeah. went and purchased a new Wolves shirt, um, but. I'll save that for when it arrives. Excellent. You can do us a fashion show. Exactly. An audio-visual fashion show. <laughs> Wonderful for podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, so score draw, uh, England, mm, not sure. 
Not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like players in retro shirts like it. Players in retro shirts that have been mushed together, not sure. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Quite literally. Anyway, <laughs> onwards and upwards. Um, something else. Oh, well, really quickly, something that has uh, kind of merged all of the kind of topics of conversation together quite recently uh, is uh, something I was released this week, which was the special edition Iron Maiden West Ham shirt. I didn't do too much research into this because my love of West Ham is not great, so I don't really care. (laughs) However, football shirts and rock and roll bands is something that we have already discussed with the Seattle Sounders shirt. And Iron Maiden pretty much have the Hammers logo, Umbro, kit make, but then Iron Maiden across the chest. I don't think the players will wear it. It is just a fashion item. But is 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 that kind of thing that we were talking about before, about the two worlds mixing? I'm assuming Iron Maiden are football fans and in particular West Ham fans, because otherwise that'd be really weird. Oh, Iron, Hammers, the Irons. Yeah, that's true. I, that, that, that's it's a weird one, isn't it? I think um, I'm guessing that they must be they must be West Ham fans, surely. I mean, that feels that feels too much of a weird link if it was just that it was sort of the Irons. Um, yeah, it's it's just a West Ham shirt that says Iron Maiden on it. Like it's it's kind of random, I think. Yeah. But they've done this before, though. I think I think they had one in the early in the white shirt that I think Decanio Decanio was in. Yeah, two thousand. They had a sort of fan version of an Iron Maiden shirt. Um, as I say, I'm guessing that they're West Ham fans. Um, what do you think? Do you like it? If, we, yeah. if you were a West Ham fan, would you buy one? If I was a West Ham fan, I would. Yeah. Because I guess it's kind of cool, but as a non-West Ham fan, it, I'm, I mean, I, as a kind of football shirt collector-ish, I wouldn't go out my way to get it. I don't think it's particularly outstanding, but do you know what? I think sometimes some of the best shirts are the ones that aren't outstanding. They're just really coolly understated. Yeah. I think it looks like the, one of them was released as like a t- some tour memorabilia. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. It does lead me on to another football shirt uh, slash rock and roll slash uh, football shirt seen on film and TV. Excellent. So this combines all of the worlds together. This is Spinal Tap. Yes. Um, I can't remember the name of the chap, but in This is Spinal Tap, which is the mockumentary following the rock band Spinal Tap around, he is wearing a Shrewsbury football shirt, which is uh, kind of orange orange and blue stripes. Right. It is a very retro shirt, so probably a 70, 60s or 70s shirt. Uh, the wow. scene itself is when they're at the airport and he's getting searched and the metal detector goes off around his crotch area and he has got a cucumber wrapped in tinfoil down his trousers. <laughs> For any particular reason? Probably to make his look bigger. 
Nah. <laughs> I'm being very careful well, what I say. Yeah, your mum's listening. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to offend her with your rude language. <laughs> but uh, the point <laughs> is, is that rock band, football shirt, film and TV. Yeah, excellent. Well, if we're talking about film and TV, I actually spotted a couple of shirts um, this week. Oh yeah. Um, I watched a movie oh. this weekend. I watched a movie. Well, let me guess what it was. I don't know what it you would. I <laughs> you could be sat here for. Well, you've never heard of the film that I watched, so I don't even know what it was called. Um, well, this is great. <laughs> it basically it was a it was a it was a Bollywood film. Mm. Yeah very cultured um, and in this film they a, a group of lads went on a went on a, uh, a stag party stag do to spain and they went to barcelona and they were kind of wandering around barcelona and in one of the shots you see a, a pair a couple of players a couple of players not couple of players a couple of guys on the street uh, one of them was wearing a pk shirt and one of them was wearing a xavi's sh- xavi shirt um say that so again that counts <laughs> a sh- a- how do you say his name? Chavi? Shavi? Javi? 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 Javi shirts. That's difficult to say. So that was one. That counts, yeah. That counts, yeah, very much so. And then another one, um, I was falling down a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole um, and I opened up um, YouTube the next day and saw um, a video for an old clip from Top Gear when the three guys, Hammond and Clarkson and May, used to do it. And in the background of the thumbnail was someone wearing an old Nottingham Forest shirt. And I feel like Nottingham Forest come up a lot in this podcast for no real reason um they're sort of just always there they do um so so yeah nottingham forest and uh barcelona this week for me well that's cool well done mark for watching a film thank you very much uh guys (laughs) if you have any film or tv football shirts that you've seen then do get in contact with us let us know at at shirts pod on instagram and twitter and wonderful football shirts at gmail.com is our email address Indeed. Yeah, so um, I think now's a good time to start, uh, well, to talk about the interview or Mm. chat. I keep on saying interview. I think it's a lot less formal than an interview. That makes it sound too professional. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) This is very much, uh, I don't even know the word. Bootleg. That's a good word to use. Bootleg. Um, we're amateurs it's an amateur operation we, yeah well, this is an amateur operation so yeah it's a, we had a a chat with um matt from kit and bone um and the reason why we wanted to get them him on the show is just because uh, i've been a big fan of the kind of work he produces um and yeah shall we just get cracking into it roll the tape Roll the tape. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so um, we want to welcome our first guest onto the wonderful World of Football Shirts podcast. We have Matt from Kit and Bone. Hi, Matt. Morning. How you doing? You right? I'm really well. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I say us. It's just me today. Mark is um, preoccupied interviewing David Tyree 
who is an NFL superstar. David Tyree is work-related. It's fine. Um, I've digressed already. That's terrible. Uh, Matt, you are... Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell us a bit about what you do and Kit and Bone, and we'll go from there. Nice. Okay. Well, um, yeah, so I run Kit and Bone, which is a... I guess it's kind of like a subculture art and fashion brand that exists within the football space, um, born out of a, a, a nerdy love of football shirts um, that I now realise is not a passion that I solely um, I solely have. It is, uh, it's clearly spread far and wide, um, which is lovely. <laughs> um, Completely. Yeah. So tell us, how did it all start? So it all started really with um, the guy that you can see behind me on the wall, yeah. uh, the skeleton character, which is, uh, his name's Boney, a very original name for him. Uh, that's derived from, is a, a nerdy fact about our own brand, that, uh, that comes from uh, the original shirt that he was ever in. So I originally drew um, Boney in a uh, late 90s Juventus jersey, uh, which obviously back then was sponsored by Sony. Um, ah, nice. It would be hilarious to change it to, to Boney. And, and from there, the, the concept of everything that we've done kind of um, was born, really. Uh, he, he kind of started off, I sort of did the one, and it got an amazing response um, through my social media channels. And I thought, oh, I'll do another one. So I think I did a, a, a Dortmund shirt after that. And, and basically, every time I did one, I kind of wanted to have a bit of fun with the sponsor name and that sort of thing and play with it and kind of and just kind of try and bring a, yeah, an element of fun and humour, like I've always done, I mean, sort of in my work generally, uh, just try and make things a bit lighter and a bit more fun because, you know, life's too short to be too serious. No, oh, absolutely. And so from there, it's kind of, well, it, I mean, I followed you on Instagram for a while and it kind of escalated from there and you started designing T-shirts, training wear, and I think you've also got football kits available, right? Absolutely, yeah. So... The football shirts then were kind of sort of felt like the next logical step. Really, we tried to basically play the idea of taking so so so, so with the bony character and the bony shirts that he wears, everything about it is that you, you're meant to look at it and you go, "Oh, that's exactly that shirt from that year and that era." But but ultimately, it doesn't really look like it. There's so much of it that it's you know it's just a it's just a cartoon and and you know none of the there's no badges, there's no logos, there's no yeah. words or anything that's the same. It's all just completely mixed up and mashed up. But to those who know in the, you know, that are in the, you know, they love the football shirts, they love the football, they've, they've got the, the passion for those moments in time that, that, these, that these shirts and these drawings represent. Um, they ultimately uh, are just basically a, you know, they're a representation that, that people can kind of, feel like they recognize instantly even though ultimately there's nothing that looks like what they actually know so that so that was the obvious idea you kind of you going to look twice and you go oh that's that oh no it's not but but what's going on so ultimately then the shirts were kind of the next step we kind of felt like well how can i play the how can i play that idea backwards so you so I sort of played it all into a into an illustration a drawing yeah and then well how can i take what i'm doing in the drawings the illustration and and push it back into a real life football shirt that people can wear. And so that's where this, this notion of kind of taking the familiar and what you know 
and turning it into something that is really not what you think it is ultimately. What I like about it is you're right. It's not what you think it is, but for those, as you say, that are in the know, it's a little glimpse of a certain color. It's a little glimpse of a certain pattern. And you're like, you know, you're nodding in, in appreciation and agreement. Be like, yeah, I know what you're doing there. And it's, I personally think that some of the designs you've come out with recently are better than some football shirts that are available on the market at the moment. But I think, I think that's because what you've done is you've kind of like everyone else who's football shirt fans, you've taken the best parts of classic football kits and kind of mashed them together in a world. And I, 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 I think that will lead me on to my next question is like, what do you think are characteristics of classic football kits? What do you think make a classic football kit? Yeah, I, mean, I guess it depends a little bit on the era that the shirt yeah. is from. And uh, I'm a man of a, a certain vintage. I, I grew up watching the early years of the Premier League and then those, those really sort of massive Champions League nights when you used to just have one night a week and you know, you'd all watch only a kind of a couple of um, British teams kind of going through and that sort of thing. So, um, and the basically, you know, the makeup of those shirts very much was, you know, so that's what's that sort of mid to late nineties and you know the makeup of those shirts very much was around a, you know, you had a, a manufacturer logo, you have a crest, you have a sponsor, and then you have things like, you know, the, the more traditional things that are always there, things like a collar, how what style of collar, and you can kind of go through the the the, the years and the variance by kind of saying, you know, the, the styles and the trends do they do sort of follow through. And it's quite interesting at the moment where we've got this real hark back to, to 90s styles being so popular and being rehashed almost weekly with new shirts, you know, fourth shirts and what have you that have been coming out all the time. I mean, the, the Dortmund fourth shirt. That yes. worn. It's a beautiful thing. It's a lovely thing. Um, and, you know, and it, but it is, it is ultimately... No, it's it's not very. It's not really that different from what I do. It's a it's a reworking of something that is that is in vogue again and, and very much sort of front front of mind for people. And, and I think it's a it's a real it's a real joy to see people making that connection visually and getting getting excited about that sort of thing. So so yes, to answer your question, I think there are there are standard components, there are badges, there are logos, um, but it's then looking at you know. What, what colours were people using in that era and that, that, that sort of time and that sort of thing? I think that's something that I always try and try and do is it's matching colour palettes with um, typographic styles and that sort of thing to kind of bring bring together an essence of something rather than a physical representation of what it was, I guess. No, that's a, I mean, that's one of the best answers we've ever had on this show. So that's the most cultured thing I've ever heard. Um, it's a big waffling answer, but it's... A- <laughs> I liked it. So I kind of, it gets me to ask the question, we go even further back. Um, what do you support a football team? What team do you support? Who are you following growing up? Yeah, well, I mean, I've got, I've got two teams in my life. Um, I grew up as a Manchester United fan, as you can tell by my accent. I'm clearly from nowhere near Manchester. Um, <laughs> it was a lad growing up in the nineties. It was, uh, there was <laughs> it, it was, it's one of those, it's one of those teams. And I, um, I, I I supported them sort of through the like I said through the, the, the 90s and the well it kind of through the 90s really and then 
in 2000 decided to go and watch a local club, um, a, a team local to where I, where I grew up, uh, which is Peterborough, Peterborough United. Um, and then for the last 20 years, uh, you know, I've been on an amazing ride with Posh as they've kind of gone along and, and the things we've done with them and actually designed my very first football shirt. I, I won a competition uh, to design their shirts, which they wore <laughs> back in 2001. So, so this has been, you know, what I do now has kind of basically been what I've always wanted to do. It's just taken me about 20 years to kind of get back to, to find, to find the way to do it for myself and do it the way I want to do it. It's, it's really, it's, it's quite an unbelievable sort of dog leg of a journey that I, that's taken me to this point of very well, it's a big circle really. Um, but yeah, so, so Manchester United is still a big part of my, my uh, footballing enjoyment, but also um, Posh just, you know, they're just so close to my heart and the, and the fact that we could be going back up again this season is, oh. <laughs> it would just it'd be nice to get Championship football back, yes please. No, I agree with you. Um, as a Wolves fan, it's always uh, good to see your team rising up as Wolves yeah. have done recently. So that's it's nice to be a team that everyone kind of gets behind as opposed to a Manchester United where people get a bit antsy about you supporting a team that have always been successful. It's interesting. Yeah, it's about you get a very different response as a football fan when you say you support one team or the other. However, if you support a team that's sort of in the third tier, the conversation very quickly goes dry because people don't actually know who the players are when you yep. when you talk. So it's very interesting. It's very you sort of think, well, you know, that you get such a negative response sometimes to, to supporting a big club, but at least you can talk for hours about that. Whereas a smaller club, you can only talk about yeah past glories and, and things like that. And you know. well, you kind of hit the nail on the head there as well because in the late in, in the nineties, Manchester United were on the TV every weekday or every midweek because they were in the Champions League. So me growing up, it was the same. I remember, well, the, the, the year you won the Champions League, like I, I watched those nights as if I was a Manchester United fan, you know, the goals against Juventus, that kind of stuff. And like even losses against Borussia Dortmund a few years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's it. Exactly. And, and I think, and I think that, that was the beauty of, the the Champions League uh, back then was the fact that you did kind of just get behind the teams that were that were, that were representing the country you were from and, and you did sort of support them and you know obviously people loved watching then those those big those big European giants kind of clashing and, and those great games I mean I think for me uh, I was watching the highlights um, it must have been yesterday there was a the, of the, the the Manchester United Juventus semi-final second leg from 99 uh, where United went 2-0 down and then they eventually won 3-2 and I watched the highlights in, in about two minutes and, and I, I genuinely think that possibly is the most the most I've enjoyed a game of football um, ever probably watching you know the the drama and the story of that of that night was just incredible just from a pure footballing point of view it had everything I I've I think it's crazy how, as not a Man United fan myself, I can remember maybe all of the goals. <laughs> I mean, it. I can even remember like Ryan Giggs scoring in the last few minutes in the first leg to yeah. kind of set it up for that. And Roy Keane scoring a header from the corner. Well, and you know, and we, we, that, that's it. It's iconic moments that just that, that ultimately live forever in football in memory. And I think that's probably one of the things that this, 
this Super League stuff that was going on at the start of the week, it would have killed it because 20 years on, we're talking about those iconic moments. And, you know, I mean, as, a, as somebody who's always followed United, you know, Liverpool are a team that I've never supported domestically or enjoyed them winning domestically. Um, you know, they were fantastic last season and it was amazing to see them finally putting their name on that trophy. But it, but as, but from a personal point of view, it was very, um, it was, it, it felt very strange finally, you know, sort of growing up in an era where they had, they had struggled to, to reach that point. But, yeah. but I remember really you know, growing up in those years that they had those, those European successes sort of it, just after United, sort of, 99, sort of the early 2000s, they had a few years of European success. Those nights at Anfield were amazing to watch on the telly. They were just fantastic. And, and, and likewise with Arsenal, you know, I've, Watching, watching Arsenal in the Champions League and, and seeing some of the goals they scored and and played, and, you know, and like the, the Chelsea Barcelona games, it, it just, you know, just great memories. And I think that the the Super League, if they they were going to ram those so many matches together with those big teams, they would just become beige, and the excitement of it would go. You know, it's it's like being able to have chocolate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You soon get bored of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I can agree with you on that. So. Um, let's talk about kits a bit more and say, um, don't worry, I can go down a rabbit hole with this kind of stuff. So you're fine with me, but, um, did you own any kits growing up? Was that something you did? Yes. Um, much to the, uh, yeah, the, the pain of my parents' uh, pockets, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the love of football shirts kind of just kicked in and didn't ever stop really. Uh, my first shirt was the Manchester United home shirt, 94 to 96, with uh, the stadium printed in there. Yes, we love that one. Yeah, and I think they were lucky that year. I, I only had that shirt from that season, but basically from, gosh, maybe 96 to 99, I think there's there's every single shirt that United had uh, in this house that I'm in now. And... Um, yeah, there was a lot. There was, there's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of shirts here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and is it just Man United shirts, or did your collection grow from there? And yeah, it did. I mean, I I, I got to the point where I, I bet if I was going to a game, I would. Didn't matter who it was, where it was. I, I used to. I, you know, I just just loved going to football, loved being at live football. Yeah. So, um, I've got some lovely shirts from. I mean, I've I've got a. The white Chelsea shirt with the blue collar from sort of around 2000 is it? It's a it's a it's quite a random one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've got the one of my favourite shirts is the gold Arsenal away kit with Sega Ooh. across the front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bought that on a that was a Champions League night. I think they were playing um, uh, Deportivo, and it was a I picked it up with the it's got Lundberg on the back it's got the Champions League patch it's just a it's a lovely a lovely lovely shirt I just love the the fabric the the use of the navy blue in it the little touches of red it's just it's perfect even the collar is perfect on it um yeah and then and then sort of European shirts and I, I you know I visited uh used to go on school trips and if I could do a school trip or a holiday I'd try and pick up a shirt as well so I went to, I was lucky enough to go to the new camp two years running um with with school when i was about 14 or 15 that was lovely wow you know, pretty good pretty good school trips eh? yeah not bad <laughs> um and i've got the i've got the uh, my favorite shirt from 
from those two trips was the the Centenary um, home shirt, the half and half one, the original yeah. one of those. I've got that. It's got Rivaldo on the back and the, and the right lettering printed in the, the New Camp store. And it's just, oh, <laughs> just good stuff. <laughs> and does it become a point where you're like, I mean, I'm assuming if you bought them as a kid, maybe a bit small nowadays, or are you still slight enough to fit in them? No, sadly, this is the, I've got the, the complete opposite problem with them all because they were all bought in the in the nineties. Oh, of course, yeah. They're all XLs. <laughs> so, so I've, I've you know I'm trying to keep myself in reasonable shape, <laughs> and as a result, then everything drowns me. Uh, my my Champions League uh, United home shirt XL. It looks like a tent. I mean, we could probably both get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it it is funny, isn't it? How that kind of was almost part of the trend to have big and baggy shirts in the nineties. Yeah. You compare that to now when it's all, it's all skin about tight. The, all about the cuff below the collar, uh, the elbow, wasn't it? It's like Mike, little Michael Owen wearing that massive Liverpool yeah. kit, just like oh bless him. That's it, and, and, that, and like you, like you were saying, it's where I cut you off. But it's that 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 now where it's just the the body hugging shape, and you know all about. Well, they sort of came in, didn't they, for performance reasons and that sort of thing. But um, I've got a, I've been lucky enough to get my hands on a, a player shirt, one of the Peterborough players, uh, gifted to me by a friend, and it's, uh, it's, it's tiny. This shirt is tiny. The shirt belongs to a man. I am fairly sure is a, is a, is a, uh, a reasonably tall man. I think he's taller than I am. And I look at the shirt and I just think, well, how does he get into it? <laughs> It's about this wide. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I've always found that, I mean, as long as players can wear them for performances, and I, I mentioned this on the last podcast we did, I don't see the purpose of them selling it for public, you know, for the public, because at what point are you going to need a player issue shirt that's so tight on your skin? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? Cause I, but I think it's the differences now, isn't it, between... And I think originally, when they started to bring that option in, you looked at the different price points, and you—it was a bit like, "Well, that's interesting." And I, and I, and I think that's possibly the 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 sad side of it um, is that you know you get the the seventy pound version, which personally I still think is a, is very expensive for a football shirt, um, and then you get the hundred pound version, and then the hundred pound version just has so much more going on. I think it was very clear with the MLS. Um, released this recently i don't know if you've kind of looked into those very closely absolutely but, yeah yeah and you, and you look at the uh that beautiful galaxy shirt where they've sort of done the um sort of 97 98 kind of rerun with the the, yeah. the stripes and the, and the green a beautiful beautiful shirt but for me the authentic version which has an it just has an extra white stripe on the collar it has the cuffs on the the sleeves and it's it's just a different beast altogether and and you know, it's it's something that I will be eyeing up <laughs> later later in the year, and I, uh, I don't I don't think I would buy myself the the original the the, the regular fan one, and, and it's very interesting because I think to go back to the um, when I bought the Barcelona shirts, I think when I bought the first one the year before, I'm fairly sure they had a stadium or fan version available of the shirt that I bought. So I bought the um, the first one I bought was the it was sort of it was the wider band that sort of that night yeah. the wider band at the V neck it had cuffs on it 
and there was a fan version that didn't have the cuffs on it. So you think that's that's 20 years ago, over 20, it's nearly 25 years ago that I bought that shirt. And they were already doing that then, um, but it wasn't commonplace here in the UK at that point. So I think one of the problems there is that, as you've said, if sometimes it is the small details on a kit that make it as exciting as it is. And therefore, if the version you're getting is missing that, then there's no point in getting it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's the that's my that's my thinking on it, I, and that's what I try and do with the shirts that I create. Is you know, I very much see Kit and Bone as a fashion brand. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not looking to take on the mantle of being the next big sportswear provider. <laughs> that's yep. not what I'm about. But what what I am trying to do is provide little details within designs that people just look at it and go oh, that's fun. I like what they've done there. And that's nice. And that's neat. Oh, that refers to that. And that's cool. And I think, and you do get it in football shirts. You know, there is a, there is an extra something in those authentic jerseys. I, I look at the Adidas shirts this season and the, the hemline on the authentic is just, there's a really lovely square shapes in that where it sort of tapers around and then it cuts down at the back. And yeah. those are just really lovely little details that, um, you probably would never see it. You know, you wouldn't even notice it. I don't think if you were if you were even watching the game on the telly or or just you know browsing casually. But you you kind of get, when you start to open your eyes at it, you're like, what is it? And it's you know they're great. This is the problem we have as football shirt nerds. We notice these little intricacies. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's it. I mean it's a you know it's a it's an affliction. I think probably. <laughs> so um, recently, you've kind of gone down an MLS route with your kitten bone shirts. Uh, which I'm a big fan of. Um, what prompted that? And um, yeah, what, what's in the pipeline with it? Well, the I've always had um, an amazing US-based audience. Um, the, the guys over there, guys and girls over there, just seem to really, they just seem to really get it and they really love it. And they, they're open to this awesome newness, I think, within soccer and football I think they I think there is a there was just an open-mindedness over there to to what what can be done within the game that's allowed and okay and fun and different and I think and I think it, it's just been quite a quick uptake in the state so um, I guess that was just a, a an opportunity to perhaps give them something back I guess as a, as a, as a thanks for the thanks for kind of coming on board and following us on this journey over the last couple of years um, it kind of started with, uh, you know, I had quite a big following in LA originally. Um, last year I had done um, a black and gold, oh, actually I'm wearing my armor. Yeah. <laughs> wearing the t-shirt. Uh, I'd done a, a football shirt, uh, Lost Angels uh, yeah. football shirt, which kind of was um, originally kind of harking a little bit more to the um, the LA, LAFC fan base. And, and it was very much about the fan base. Um, and perhaps a message, you know, a, a nice message about this idea of the, um, the sort of the ferocity of the passion that kind of came with that fan base. Really, they they seem to be quite a quite an exciting and different um, MLS fan group, I think. Yeah. But then, as I then kind of started to to look into MLS more and kind of grow my knowledge and that sort of thing, and I kind of felt like, well, you know, I had a few conversations around the fact that you know, I kind of I love this idea that there are two sides now in in the Los Angeles area. I, I know that LA Galaxy aren't based in downtown LA and that sort of thing. There's a there's, there's geographical difference 
I believe that that is often called out <laughs> depending on which team you support. Um, but there is this notion that they're all sort of part of this, um, you know, they're, they're part of this wider community and the the lost angels idea, this idea that you're kind of just devoted to the cause of your club and yeah. You, you know, and I get it probably goes across to all fans, really, that we are just suckers for the clubs we love and and we kind of go above and beyond to be able to watch them and see them and support them and know what's going on and feel like we're part of that community. And the so I sort of felt like, well, the Los Angeles idea, you know, the whole play on Los Angeles, Los Angeles, you know, yeah. <laughs> big, big, big thinking there. Um, but it's that you know we're all we're all devoted to this to the game, and we just happen to choose different sides, but we're all part of the same community ultimately. Which you know we're, I'm all about promoting, yeah, unity and togetherness and inclusive inclusivity within the world of football. So it just kind of felt like it worked really nicely. And I think the two shirts then that I did, they just they're totally different in the way they look, but they have a they both have a lovely style that. Uh, I think complements each other really nicely. Nice. And you talk about um, wanting to promote messages. You did a kind of special, I want to say animal slash safari range as well last year, didn't you? The animal slash safari range. That is that's, that's a nice, nice thing. But yeah. So that's, uh, that's shirts that we do with uh, a charity called the Wild and Free Foundation. Uh, those shirts are still available actually. Um, and they were, so the Wild and Free Foundation have set up to try and, Put quite a big story into a, a small a couple of sentences they they, they run football organizations football competitions within um mozambique and they're just set up in a couple of other countries as well out in africa and they basically run these football competitions um to help the communities come together and stop the need for rhino poaching yeah. um obviously having a massive effect on the fact that obviously rhinos are an endangered species and they are uh, and they're sort of a massive part of the the ecosystem as well over there and them being missing has has huge implications for all the other wildlife out there and all that sort of thing so um it's amazing they've managed that they're having a positive impact through football and it's like well that just feels like absolutely everything that i want to kind of contribute to so yeah um i kind of got involved with the guys there they it's, it's run by a couple of amazing amazing guys that just kind of were so excited by the kitten bone offering and yeah we, we sort of we're kind of hoping I, mean, I hope that partnership will continue and we'll be able to to launch some second phase shirts and kits sort of um as the year goes on and as they can get back to playing football I and mean, they're, they're due to kick off again soon so um it's it'll be great to kind of see them kind of up and running again and doing doing their work that's awesome that's really cool um, some less serious ones. You've got lots of uh, Christmas-themed kits as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. On a less serious note, <laughs> um, the um, yeah before Christmas. Uh, uh, well, a couple, actually, it was it was before Kitten Bone really kind of was a thing. I had done. Um, I was having a bit of fun before Christmas. Um, I am a I am a, a sort of designer, art director by trade, um, so. I just love ideas and I love playing with taking taking things you know and just twisting them. That's always what I, that's always what I'm about. And this is this is no different. Um, and so anyway, back then I I, I was thinking, well, wouldn't it be fun if over in the North Pole you had 
you know, the, these great legendary characters that, that the, the world knows. You've got, you've got Santa Claus, you've got Frosty the Snowman, you've got Rudolph and all the reindeers, and you've got the elves, and you've got, you know, you've, you've got these different groups, these like factions within yeah. the, the North Pole. And it's like, well, what, what if they all had their own teams? You know, just, just like back when all the factories had their own teams, you know, 150 years ago, what, what, why can't, you know, why can't the sort of the, the little world of the North Pole have its own uh, set of teams? So, we, so I came up with um, FCFC, so Father Christmas Football Club, um, the Big Guns, uh, and uh, the R- Rudolph Raiders were another team, so the, the Reindeer team, and then um, it, was, it was the Snowman, Snowman FC. Uh, no, Snowman City. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a couple of months. Uh, uh, yeah, so Snowman City. So obviously that was a bit more of a play on on the kind of the Man City, Snowman City sort of thing. It kind of had a it, they had a bit of a um, uh, retro city vibe to their kit going on. Um, yeah, so just a lot of fun really. And then in the, in the original batch there was um, Toymaker United, I think. Toymakers United. They they never they never made it into the uh, the inaugural season with the shirts, but but maybe Ooh. this year they might uh, make a reappearance. Nice. Who knows? <laughs> I think it's wonderful that you can kind of come up with an idea like years ago and then the, the success of Kit and Bone has been able to allow you to kind of venture and make those kits and um, kind of, and I guess that's a part of it. It's just allowed you to express what you want to do. There's no like set thing that you have to do. Like each of your projects have been different whilst all still kind of being the same kind of kit and bone, unique play on football shirts. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're absolutely right. Really. That's the, that's the beauty of it. It it could go anywhere at any point and it would all be fine because it makes sense within the universe of kit and bone. I mean, if you've got, I guess if you've got a brand that ultimately centers around a skeleton wearing a football shirt, you could kind of do anything because you've already, already gone somewhere that is, very odd. <laughs> so, so, so anywhere else probably makes a bit more sense, really. Um, so, yeah, and I think the, and I think that's the beauty of it, and that's the, that's the joy of it, that it means that every time a project has, uh, has sort of run its course, we can then kind of look to go, well, what's next and how can we change things? And um, I work very closely with um, the production team um, that I use, that they're local to me and we're always looking at different uh, processes and how we can change the materials we use within within the limitations of what we have to be able to create new and exciting things. So, you'll you know anyone that's followed us for a while will see that the the earlier garments were very much sort of uh, single color, flat color items, and now we're using a lot more kind of printed items. Yeah, um, we're going to collect some bits and pieces today, uh, and when I go and see the team, that we'll have some some layered. Um, layered effects going on within them so um, a bit more more flock a bit more print and it's all just going to be a bit more built up so that's uh that's something that's coming along fairly soon (laughs) oh that um that new premier league range you've got as well is wicked and that's Um, very similar that kind of block colored but a slightly textured material with the kind of kitten bone premier league logo is superb yeah we sort of thought have a bit of fun with a defunct a defunct uh logo shape and sort of see, see what we can do with that. I mean, that, that again was something that probably was done when it kind of comes out of the early bony illustrations, really, there's a, you know, you're sort of doing these things that kind of represent something. And again, 
just changing it slightly, twisting it and moving it and kind of, it's not the same, but it's, but it's close enough that you kind of just go, oh yeah, that, is that that? Oh no, it's not. And it's that kind of thing. So yeah, you know, and it's, so I'm glad you like it. Glad you like that. Yeah, yeah. And you finally, you, you did a kind of partnership with, is it Sparta goalkeeper gloves as well? As a goalkeeper myself, I was a big fan of that. Um, it wasn't so much, I would have bought some of it only for the fact that I had just literally been bought a load of training gear, but I was very appreciative of the fact that you had teamed up with a goalkeeper company. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Chris that runs uh, Sparta is uh, it, it, just a top chap. Uh, anyway. I, th- I think that's part of it as well. You want to work with people yeah. who are like-minded that just want to kind of, promote and enjoy and inclusive inclusivity and everything like that that's it and, it and it makes sense to work with people that you can offer them something slightly different to what they um they have within their core offering so you know he you know his goalkeeper gloves are great they're they're, they're awesome gloves and and he didn't have the apparel side of it kind of nailed down in the same way that perhaps you know he, he saw the opportunity to work together and we could kind of do some stuff so so the, all of the Sparta range, uh, their gloves are all named after. It's gonna, it'll kick me if I've got this wrong. Um, but they're all named after kind of the the, the Greek mythology Greek and the legend, mythology, yeah. And the different the different stories. So each glove has a different story that 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 belongs to a different mythological kind of um, notion, I guess. And we were then able to kind of do shirts that went with that went with them. So we had like the Medusa shirt, which is a, a blackout shirt that's got a. Yeah. A crazy snake that kind of runs across the middle of it with some sort of funky pattern going through it and um there was the Torgetus one which is about the the mountain ranges um and it, it's again that's sort of like a an ice an icy colored shirt that's got a that's got a mountain range kind of hidden within the within the front of it so yeah we kind of just had just having lots of fun with stuff um i can't remember what the name of the first shirt we did it was a bright orange one with some really crazy big shapes all over it and that they that was a sort of really close um sort of visual representation of one of the pairs of gloves as well so you kind of you could you know you tie it just sort of tying the gloves to the the shirt and sort of you know and i know i keep you know keepers love a bit of color so <laughs> yeah we do um it's true uh okay so in the kind of the world of kitten bone i want to first of all ask like what do you think is going to be next for you like where do you see yourself going in the next few years well um i'm in the very fortunate position that kit and bone is already uh taking up a lot of my time um and you know i'm so grateful to everybody that's you know got behind the brand and helping promote it um purchasing from us and and we, we you know we are now an entity or i am now an entity with the the the, the input of, of the, the brilliant team that I work with and that sort of thing to be able to offer lots of lots of lots of cool and different things and, and like I say keep changing things but I think in terms of where we're going I think it is it is keeping on that track of making sure that we are perceived as a fashion culture brand we are we are growing to be I, I want I want Kit and Bone to be synonymous with the the notion of football done slightly differently, and you kind of you can go to us to to just get something that you just wouldn't quite find with some of the other brands that are offering, you know, 
football nostalgia and that sort of thing, we are a little bit, we just sit differently, we just sit in a slightly different pen. <laughs> just outside that pen because because there are some there are some really lovely brands out there that are offering sort of football nostalgia products and um fan products and that sort of thing that just wants us to kind of sit over here just outside kind of going well, i wonder what else we could do where else could where else could our brains just kind of go with it all really i think that's the best place to be to be honest with you because that's where people want to go personally you know i i you know i like the idea of this fan nostalgia but i want something that is like it but not exactly it yeah and there you are <laughs> yeah and i would like us to be able to be something that i always want our stuff to be stuff that people want to wear i would be quite sad if people were buying things just to put in a bag and keep safe somewhere forever and get out and look at once every couple of months i would i want our i want our gear to be you know, something that you just think I'm off. I'm off out. I'm off out to the park for a couple of hours. I'm just going to stick a stick one of the football shirts on. Stick one of the, the t-shirts on because it's just meant to be wearable. And that's one of the actual points we haven't even touched on is the price is incredibly affordable, really, compared to prices you mentioned already about football shirts, seventy, eighty, ninety pound, and these retro shirts that are coming out at the moment. They are forty, fifty. You can get something of really high quality for a fraction of the price, which makes it want to be more wearable it makes you want to kind of enjoy a high quality product yeah and, and that's the you've hit the nail on the head and that's the that's the the point is you know i want people to be able to buy it and i want people to go yeah do you know what I'll, I'll, let's get one of those in because that'll be fun to wear you know that'd be nice to wear. It'd be a bit different it's a talking point I, it's one of the things with the um the 98 range that i launched a couple of weeks ago which was um taking kind of classic number sets and number styles Target in with some bony illustrations and sort of it, it harks back to a, a place in people's minds where they kind of again it's got that recognition but it's it's not the same and you just kind of go well that is that's fun and and I wanted people being able to go back to the pubs to be able to kind of get on board and and like take you know wear this new shirt to the pub wear this to the pub and and give give yourself something else to talk about other than um, how was lockdown. <laughs> have you seen anyone else yet and is this your first actual pint and it's like it's like you know I just want people to I want people to see it and go oh what's that and, and be able to just talk about it you know it's a you know it's well, art yeah that's exactly why we tried to start this podcast actually because even though uh, we you know we, there is a small community of football kit nerds that could talk about football shirts and the intricacies of it but what we've developed into is more of a kind of a conversational piece starter so yeah, whilst we all have loves of football shirts, the same with me turning up to the pub in a Lost Angels shirt, someone's going to ask you about it. And all of a sudden you'll get onto the conversation of football shirts. Even if you don't like football, you'll still have something that someone will talk about with you about, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's driving human, human interaction and making people connect and feel aligned i mean that's the that's the other thing i talk about this inclusivity and all that sort of thing it's it's you know it football is such a common um it's just it it, it finds common grounds between people of all backgrounds and i think that's that's a real that should be something that we should all be celebrating and i think you know i think in our small way that's kind of what I, what i want to try and help everyone do is just yeah it's just reconnect and i think after the year we've all had i think the idea of recreate uh, 
reconnecting is 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 what we all need to do really <laughs> uh, do you know what? i i think that's a wonderful place to stop <laughs> i can't do any better than that okay. <laughs> um, well, that's... <laughs> if people want to follow your um accounts where can they find you yeah so you can find me on social media um at kit and bone um on both instagram and twitter as well as facebook and then um you can find us uh, you can find our store um, at uh, kittenbone.com so, so simple so easy you've got to make it so that people can find you right <laughs> yeah it took me about three or four weeks to memorize our email address and uh, twitter and instagram handle i keep on messing it up but anyway right well thank you so much for coming on uh, we really appreciate it and um, hopefully we'll get to speak soon absolute pleasure thank you so so much for having me it's uh, it's been awesome to chat thank you Right. So what do we think about that? That was great. I really enjoyed that. I think Matt um, talks. He's obviously a very passionate guy. I, I, I really enjoyed listening to him talk. He seems so friendly. I'm kind of gutted that I couldn't be there to, um, to, to chat to you guys. I think, again, the work that he's doing is super cool. Like, I love the way you know from from the design point of view like taking those kind of like you know those recognizable things elements of shirts and having that like spin on it i think yeah i think it was super cool i agree with you it was so nice and it was just kind of the enthusiasm he has and the passion he has about the projects that he does is um it's really kind of captivating and kind of gets you really into it and on board with what he does and believing yeah, to me in it that, as well. Yeah, to me that really came through as well. Like you could hear that he was like, yeah, super passionate, like just kind of loved, loves what he does, um, you know, has, has done some really cool things. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I agree. It makes me want to go and buy like pretty much all his merchandise. But, uh, I know. Do you know the, what that um... actually makes me think? That makes me think, right? So we here, I'm going to promote Kit and Bone to everybody here, but we know that you can't go out and buy products because we don't all have the money to go and buy his T-shirts, his football shirts. So what can we do to help promote and support companies is just give them a follow on Instagram, give them a follow on Twitter or Facebook, like some of their photos, kind of promote what he's doing you don't have to buy anything to be supporting him or them but uh yeah give them a follow give them a like um because i guess by purely by way of like association like a, you know a like does or like a follow doesn't seem like that much but actually like you know if you start liking something and then you know um your friends think oh that's cool like and then all of a sudden that's how kind of like communities grow and um and yeah you're right i mean people haven't some people haven't got the sort of disposable income to spend 30 40 quid on a jumper or something but you know i think i i, I going back to some of the um some of the stuff that he does i i think the um the the 98 range that you guys were talking about 
I think that is just uh, we obviously talked about the Holland um, the Holland shirt, um, yep. which brings back a lot of memories for me. Obviously, the Dennis Bergkamp thing, the Mark Overmars, like that, you know, that goal at the World Cup. Um, and I think it was really interesting hearing him hearing him talk about playing with um, playing with font in that way. I mean, you look at you look at this this sweatshirt here, and it's it's an orange it's an orange uh it's a blue sweatshirt with the orange number but to me and to anyone who maybe has got like a passion in in football shirts and in design you look at that font and i just know that that's the like nike font from the world cup and it's the same with the brazil one the colors and the font mixed together it's it's instantly recognizable. And I think you guys were talking about how, you know, there's a sense of like familiarity with, um, with the stuff that, uh, that Matt's doing. It's almost like people who, people who know, know, and to mm. anyone who doesn't, it's, it's almost kind of like a, I don't know, maybe you would describe it as sort of like an in-joke with someone. Like you would turn up, like if I, you know, turn up wearing, if I were to see someone sort of wearing one of these jumpers, I'd be like, whoa, I kind of, that's, there's something really familiar about that. What is it? And then, you know, you know that it's, um, it, it's, it's the font or it's the whatever. I think it, yeah, I think the, the 98 range particular, I think is very, very cool. Yeah, I completely what you, I agree with you. It's, um, it's always worthy of a double take. And I think that's what he's trying to achieve. Um, it's something that's instantly recognizable, but isn't exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, I guess the, the general, um, you know, the general world around kind of like retro football shirts. Now, like if you've got your hands on like a, uh, you know, an old, an old shirt or if you want to get your hands on an old shirt maybe maybe people can't you know the the prices that some of these shirts go for now is like you know probably 10 times what they what they may be sold for when when they were you know on sale in the shops 20 30 years ago um yeah. so people have almost been priced out of that but if you want something that's a sort of nod to that i think um matt's kind of carved himself a really interesting space i think he talked about um he talks about being sort of positioned you know very much in the very much in the football sector but very much in the sort of straddling the football and the fashion sector with this sort of like retro but new school way of thinking he's got sort of got a lot of covers a lot of areas in that respect i think it's um he's, he's done really well to like position himself where he has yeah, I completely agree with you. It's uh, it was I tell you what it was, it's just inspired me to go and chat to a few more people and companies like that that uh, have got different ways of selling or promoting or you know producing football-ish merchandise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there must be there must be loads out there. Yeah, there there must be, um, but it doesn't matter what me and you think, Mark. Um, listeners, what did you think? Did you like it? Um, if you liked it and you want to hear more kind of chats slash interviews like that, then please do let us know. 
Uh, we want to make content that you guys are going to enjoy. So if you're a fan of that kind of thing, we'll do some more. If not, then... Ah, fuck it, we'll do it anyway, because it's our podcast. <laughs> we need to get a little beep in there for, uh, you know, we don't want to be angering anyone. Um, right, let's have some more uh, chat about football shirts, really. Um, oh, something I wanted to talk to you really quickly about. Um, mm. A few weeks ago, um, or a few weeks ago, a long time ago now, it's just like we've been doing this for like 11 weeks, uh, we wore yellow football shirts. Can you remind everybody why we were wearing yellow football shirts? Yes, we were wearing yellow football shirts because it was a celebration, a kind of awareness raising for uh, International World Down Syndrome Day. Um, and that yes. was a, a drive to, to wear yellow or blue football shirts. We both went for we both went for yellow, if I recall. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, by happenstance and by fluke, I was just scrolling my Instagram and saw a picture of a football shirt which really caught my eye. And it turns out that this football shirt it belongs to the Santa Tecla Football Club, who <laughs> are in... I mean, I don't even know where they are. I just found this uh, shirt. And it's a special edition shirt to celebrate um, World Down Syndrome Day. And the shirt itself, I don't know if it was just because it is a kind of one-off shirt, but I think it's phenomenal. Um, how how cool is this? It, I mean, uh, it's so good. So good. So, for for the listeners, um, it is. Is it a black shirt? It's black, isn't it? it looks kind of navy. Navy. Uh. Okay. So it's navy blue, black. And it has green trim and a green collar. And then it's got doodles in fluorescent green on the shirt. So there's a you know, football, football, a football shirt, lightning bolt, a picture of a girl, a footballer, a flag, um, stars, uh, cups, football boots, medals. And then, yeah, I just... Um, we'll, we'll tweet out a picture and put it on our story. But I think that's that's beautiful. It's really nice, yeah. And I'm guessing all of the all of the like names here, so I can see like a Valentin and Emily, uh, Valeria, Yahir, Brian, Alexis, um, Alejandro, Torres. I'm guessing these are all the kids that designed that designed the shirt. I'm guessing without having any yeah. prior knowledge of this shirt at all. Yeah, um, sadly, I really, I did try and look up some proper information. I tried to do proper research for this, but a lot of the things I tried to find were all in a foreign language and I couldn't understand most of it and Google wouldn't translate it for me. And um, what's hmm. even better is the goalkeeper shirt has exactly the same design, only is white, black trim on the collar and shoulders, uh, collar and uh, sleeves, and then the drawings are all in multicolored so there's some purple there's some orange there's some green there's some blue there's some pink um i just one i really applaud what this team who no offense to this team but i i've never heard of them so they can't be too high up in the football world but well done to them for kind of creating a shirt a one-off shirt 
to wear for work for World Down Syndrome Day. I think that's phenomenal. It's it's very really nice. I hope they made um I hope they made some you know raised some awareness, made some money for a, a charitable cause or whatever. And you know we're doing our part. We're yeah. giving them we're giving them some airtime. Um, I I, th- I think the goalkeeper shirt is great though. I love the um I love the multicolored uh the multicolored um in you know the inclusion of the multicolored doodles i think that's really cool yeah i like that a lot very oh, very yeah. cool okay so um that's good what have you got anything else for me um yes i do i wanted to talk about actually yeah here we go this is a good you're going to enjoy this one and i know a couple of other people are going to enjoy this one did you happen to catch any of or see any of the highlights or see any pictures from the uh, League Cup final over the weekend? Um, the only picture I saw was a picture of Hyung Min's son on the floor and Foden and someone else just consoling him, which I thought was very beautiful. It was, uh, yeah. It's really a shame that he was crying so much. Um, but the, actually, the thing that I really wanted to talk about was the kit that Tottenham were wearing. Um, yeah. And I have gone on record to say that I don't like many Tottenham kits. Um, <laughs> and the one that yep. I did say that I liked was that one from the the Champions League run a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, however, I would like to um, review my stance and say that actually I think this is a nice kit. I like the I like the color. I basically just like the color. I mean, there's not really that much about it. It's just a plain shirt with the Nike logo and the uh, no, Tottenham badge. Um, I just think it's a nice color, I like that kind of deep green. Um, it actually looked a bit um, a bit brighter um, in in the in the highlights that i saw and i think the um it had a sort of pink trim as well maybe it's pink down the side um which i thought was uh, a nice touch um obviously it was really great to see tottenham uh choke uh uh, choke there we go as they usually do um you know it couldn't all be nice about them let's be honest um and, you know it really was a shame seeing uh as i say seeing sunny or old sunny boy crying at the end but um you know i'm sure there'll be another opportunity for him to uh to do something but but yeah i thought the shirt was nice i agree with you um and i think what's even nicer is the fact that the sponsor is a kind of a really a, a lighter green as well and i think maybe the nike tickers and the spurs badge are that yeah. kind of lighter green up against the darker green and yeah there, there is a pink pink trim going down the side and into the shorts yeah i think um yeah as i say I, i'm not often compliment com- complimentary about the uh the uh the tottenham boys but that's um yeah i give that one i give that one a thumb up a, a thumb up not two thumbs up just a one thumb up no just 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 yeah, just Don't one thumb dare up. Do two thumbs, Mark. Um, <laughs> you've sent me another picture, and I want to know about this. What's the uh, Mark France '98 Coupe du Monde World Cup cap one size? I missed out on this. 
because I was too slow on the messages. But um, this came up in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in. Um, someone selling. So for the benefit of the listener, we will. In fact, well, this is the only picture I have of it because I didn't take any pictures of it before. Um, but it's a cap um, for the benefit of the listener, and it's a um, it's a France '98 cap so it's got the kind of like iconic france 98 logo um and the cap itself is sort of it it sort of looks like a football i guess and it's like the way that it's the they're not quadrants but like the way the hexagons maybe they are pentagons i think um uh, in the in the style of a football um and i really wanted to buy it um but someone beat me to it so i guess that almost fits into like shirt spotted in Berlin as such but it's not a shirt but it was spotted here um but yeah I think the France 98 branding is kind of often considered as one of the better World Cup brandings you know the the little bird mascot is a pretty cool one yeah um so I really would have liked to have got my hands on this but I didn't fair enough um whilst we're on the subject of football kit spotted did you uh, see anything of interest this week no not much um i well it's actually an interesting topic because our f- podcast is called the wonderful world of football shirts um and i didn't spot any s- football shirts as we know it but i have spotted a couple of american football shirts i don't know if that counts Does it count mm, not sure um so a couple of those one of the falcons and one of the um one of the uh, cardinals actually it's kind of interesting because those are not that really they don't i don't think those teams have like a huge following um certainly not in the uk i don't think i know many fans of those teams i um i will allow it this time because yeah. i know that a germany is uh, has quite a big NFL following um, in general. Uh, I will also allow it because you're right. Cardinals and Falcons don't have a massive fan base here in the UK. So it's actually more of a rarer shirt to find. Yeah. Um, But also, see... Is that like one slap on the wrist for me? Well, yeah, no. But also, they're both red. And also, if anything, these are the two teams that need to update their uh, jerseys or shirts because they're both rubbish. <laughs> I think a lot of NFL shirts are a bit rubbish though, aren't they? They're all just pre... Mm, I don't Is know. Sweeping anyway, that's... generalization. <laughs> Massive generalization. Um, I have one for you. And again, not necessarily a football shirt, but mm-hmm. something that amused me a lot. As I'm sure the rest of the population of the world know that there's a pandemic going on and you have to wear a mask yeah and um companies such as kit and bone have tried to uh kind of have produced masks Uh, other companies have then decided to go a step further and produce uh, your football team's kit in mask format right so um probably the easiest one is let's say the bruised banana kit design in a face mask now it's not too strange to see that out and about in london but what is strange is when you see a 90 year old woman uh, carrying her shopping basket trolley with her 
uh, on the cross, you know, walking over the road with a bruised banana Arsenal face mask on. And <laughs> it just caught my eye and being like, what is she doing with that on? That's yeah, that's pretty weird. Her. I don't know. I Maybe like it, though. A, yeah, uh, son or grandson granddaughter bought it for her who knows anyway i just thought that was completely bizarre because it's not the two kind of things you would normally yeah put together. i like it i think it's a good spot yeah we are quickly running out of time um this episode is a long one so uh i hope you uh, listeners have got long places to go to far places <laughs> to go to so you can listen to it all um yeah. i have got plenty of other things i really want to talk about but i think i might save them all for next week right um is there anything else you want to talk about no let's let's save it for next week i've got a couple more talking points but um but yeah okay right well we're gonna have a lot more to talk we're gonna have shirts to talk about next week uh again if you liked the interview slash chat then let us know and we'll try and schedule a few more into interspersing between our kind of kit chats in the meantime uh i want to say again huge thank you to everybody for listening we are doing this for the love of it uh if you are kind enough to follow us like us whatever i don't even know how i was going to say like we never like people to rate and subscribe because that's the usual chat isn't it i don't even know how you do that I'm not sure you can do it on Spotify. Um, I listen to my podcast on Spotify, but I think if you are on, if you listen to it on another platform, you can give it a a a a rate. Maybe you can follow on Spotify, so that's you know you can do that. Meh, I don't even get any notifications if people do. So if you do, (laughs) good on you. If you don't, meh. Um, We're going to keep on making them. And, uh, that's it <laughs> yeah that's it um, really quickly we are reaching some sort of milestones on our uh, Instagram accounts and with our listenerships uh, so I feel like in the next few episodes we're going to have a giveaway for you all so those who are listening uh, watch this space because there's going to be a giveaway of some sort I don't know what it is yet Mark doesn't know what it is because I literally just told him <laughs> we're going to do something very good though Yes, something amazing. And that's my alarm on my phone to tell us we've run out of time. So, uh, Mark, as ever, it's lovely to see you. You are looking as handsome as ever. I miss your face. I can't wait to see it in person. Hopefully very soon. And obviously, same to you. Great to chat. We will chat again in a few days' time. We will. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.